I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women and I am a woman. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. On the last podcast, I ran down my top 10 films of the last 10 years. It's the end of 2019. We're about to go into a whole new decade. So rather than doing the best films of the year, I decided to do the best films of the decade. And as promised for this podcast, you're going to get my top 10 worst films of the last 10 years. Strap yourself in. It's a rough ride. Wow, that's a whole lot of health. How many you work in there? 44. I'm on the one-a-day Fruity Pebbles plant. I was talking to Vince, Eric. See, I know they didn't teach you about budgets in spaghetti and meatballs class. Fight me. Father, don't. Stay out of this, son. So at number 10 in my list of the worst films of the last 10 years, a new movie, Cats. Now, I know what you're going to think. You've seen all the reviews. You've seen people trying to outdo each other in how nasty they can be about Cats, about how inventively they can tell you how terrible the film is. What I do want to say is this, the reason I've included it in my list of the top 10 worst films of the last 10 years is that it's a film that basically shouldn't exist. See, there's really no reason to take a stage show, which is essentially a collection of largely unconnected songs that somehow managed to find a connection with a live audience, and turn it into an on-screen spectacle involving CG. I mean, nobody watching Cats, the stage show, thought, this is great, but it would be so much better if those performers looked like they were actually cats. More to the point, the performers in Cats, the movie, don't look like they're actually cats. They look like they're actors covered in weird CG fur, and it's so distracting that you can never actually fall into enjoying the songs. Now, to make a confession, I'm not somebody who was ever a fan of Cats in the first place. I don't think I read the poems by T.S. Eliot. I certainly never saw the stage show. I only really knew memories because it was a hit single. But I did go into Cats with what I think was an open mind. There are a couple of good things about it. I think Judy Dench is quite good. I think Ian McKellen is quite good. The thing that's weird about it is that nobody in the film, for all the CG, looks like a cat at any point. Sometimes they look like monkeys. Sometimes they look like mice. They never look like cats. Tonight is a magical night where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. Going to the ball could get dangerous. On to number nine in my list of the top ten worst movies of the last ten years. Now, see if you can guess what my selection is from this cast list. Judy Dench, Jess Conrad, Wendy Craig, Bernard Cribbins, Les Dennis... Noel Edmonds, Lisa Goddard, Rolf Harris, Vicky Michelle, Maureen Lippmann, Vernon Kay. Are you there yet? 
Okay, well, let me give you the starring roles. Danny Dyer and Neil Morrissey. Yes, that's right. It's the film adaptation of the hit stage show Run For Your Wife, a film that was so terrible that on its opening weekend, despite that stellar cast, with the exception perhaps of Danny Dyer and Neil Morrissey, took £602 in total on its opening weekend. The film can be summed up with the following couplet. Danny Dyer stands on a rake, Neil Morrissey sits on a cake. Yup, that's pretty much it. At number eight, Pirates of the Caribbean, Salazar's Revenge, a.k.a. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Now, if you're a regular here at Kermit on Film, you'd know that I did a podcast quite recently with Jack Howard in which we argued the merits or otherwise of the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Now, he put up a pretty strong argument that some of the early Pirates of the Caribbean movies were pretty good. I don't agree, but I can see his point of view. But even Jack thought that by the time we got to Salazar's Revenge, everything had gone very, very, very wrong. Spanish? They're unable to step on land. <laughs> I knew that, though. Ghost! Karina! You will soon pay for what you did to me. No, 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 no there's no need to bother, really. Karina! I have no time to chat because my map's just run away. I will be waiting for you. Why would you be waiting for me? At number seven, Transformers Age of Extinction. If you look in the Oxford English Dictionary under the definition of the word epic, one of the definitions you'll find is, quote, an exceptionally long and arduous task or activity. And it's clearly this definition that Michael Bay was using when he described Transformers Age of Extinction as epic. It's bigger, louder, longer, but sadly, not any better. All the usual Michael Bay trademarks are here, the interminably stupid plot, the incoherent action sequences, and the endless leering shots of the leading lady's butt, accompanied this time by references to her minor status and an extended joke about statutory rape laws. Yep, it's everything you'd expect from a Michael Bay movie. Take them down. What? Ow, let me go! They don't know about the truck, I know! Just let her go! What kind of a man betrays his flesh and blood brethren for alien metal? Get this guy out of my sight. Let her go! They don't know about the truck! All right, load up! Touch the perimeter! Oh, did it you? No! I don't know any of these scary guys! Oh, God, you're panhandling a woman! Go kick your ass! Let her Get go! Off. Daddy! You're not going Let me go! Daddy! Oh, they're not taking me anywhere! I'm an American! Okay, 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 all right, okay, all right, I was wrong. It's a boy. Use the girl. Oh my god! At number six, a film the response to which provoked a hissy fit from its director, Alex Proyas. I'm talking, of course, about Gods of Egypt, a terrible movie, really badly written, really badly acted, and featuring abysmal CGI, which got lousy reviews when it first opened because, well, it was lousy. 
Alex Preuss, however, the director, took to the internet to let critics know just how vile and terrible he thought they were for badmouthing his film. We have a pack of diseased vultures, he said, pecking at the bones of a dying carcass, trying to peck to the rhythm of the consensus. I applaud any filmgoer who values their own opinion enough not to base it on what the pack mentality says is good or bad. You know what I took away from that? Alex Preuss described his own film as the bones of a dying carcass. That's not a critic, Alex. That's you. And you know what? I agree. You recognize it. Father gave it to you. Kept me alive for many a night in the desert. Fight me. Father, don't. Stay out of this, son. Why? In a thousand years of peace, what have you accomplished? A land of people who dream of nothing more. It's my turn now. I won't fight. I love you, brother, with all my heart. I love you too, brother. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On to number five and another film from 2016, which I really disliked when it first came out and which I confess I have not been back to revisit for this top 10. Why? Because seeing it once was enough. Wolves at the Door. And Wolves at the Door is a film which, like many really trashy movies, takes its inspiration from the Manson murders. It says at the beginning that it's based on real events, and those real events are easy enough to identify, despite the fact that the movie makers have decided that those real events weren't nasty enough and have therefore chosen to spice them up by turning an already appalling and hideous crime into a movie that is so loathsome, so vile, so morally repugnant that it decides to take liberties with the truth to make them even more, and I'm using this phrase in inverted commas, entertaining. Make no mistake, Walls at the Door is a nasty, sick, cynical movie, but I don't want you to take that as a recommendation to go and see it. It's a recommendation to take every copy of it and bury them in a very, very deep hole. I would rather watch the entire Human Centipede series on hard rotation for the next week than watch Wolves at the Door again. It's a vile movie, and I urge you to ignore it.
I don't want to be alone when she goes. <laughs> Hello? So we're into the top four and it's time for a bit of art. Now, I used to go to the Cannes Film Festival back in the day. I never enjoyed the Cannes Film Festival because I never really got the hang of it. I know loads of people who do. Robbie Collin, who's a colleague, is really, really brilliant at the Cannes Film Festival. He sees films and makes great judgments on them. Wendy Ide, my colleague at The Observer, is exactly the same. She can see five films in a day and sort the wheat from the chaff with no trouble. I, on the other hand, go to Cannes and go into something approaching a meltdown. So my critical faculties there have never been any good. But I'll tell you this, I know a dog when I see it, and Jean-Luc Godard's film Socialisme is a dog and a half. The most remarkable thing about it, however, is the number of critics who have tied themselves up in knots attempting to explain why it's actually a brilliant movie. I sat there in Cannes as the film unspooled with its gnomic subtitles, its ugly visuals and its dreary depiction of nothingness. I felt the critics around me attempting to appreciate and understand the movie. There was such a feeling in that auditorium of people wanting to love film socialism because, well, it's Jean-Luc Godard. But as somebody who's always believed that the Richard Gere remake of Breathless is far better than the Jean-Luc Godard original, I have this to say about film socialism. I've said it before, i say it again. It's not just that the emperor has no clothes, it's that the emperor is running naked down the croisette, waving his nouvelle vagues at the audience and daring the critics to call him out for being the fraud he is. Jean-Luc, gotcha. Oui, évidemment. Un programme. Et So, into the top three now, and I don't think there are that many surprises. At number three, Sex and the City 2. Now, if you listen to the Radio 5 live show I'll do with Simon Mayer, you'll know that when I was reviewing Sex and the City 2, I became so incensed by its grotesque depiction of a dripping orgy of wealth that, completely unprompted, I started singing the Internationale. Now, for a while, I kind of thought, maybe it's me. Maybe I've got a tin ear for comedy. Maybe it's a chick flick that's not designed for me. Maybe I never saw the TV show. I'm assured by fans that it's good. Maybe I'm not the audience. But then I saw the film again, or at least I started to watch the film again and realized, no, no, I am the audience. I love a rom-com. I love a well-written story. I love a film that invites us to sympathize with a range of characters. But I also know something that's badly written, badly acted, and fundamentally at its core, empty and vacuous. And Sex and the City 2 is exactly that film. I'm going to have to stop talking about it now, or I'm going to start singing the Internationale again. Are you ready to order? Um, I think we'll wait for our friend. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Wow, that's a whole lot of health. How many you work in there? 44. I'm on the one-a-day fruity pebbles plant. Women our age shouldn't joke about vitamins. Uh, <laughs> women who are not our age shouldn't say women our age. Yeah. Well, one day, very soon, you will thank me. I am leading the way through the menopause maze with my vitamins, my melatonin sleep patches, my bioidentical estrogen cream, progesterone cream, a touch of testosterone. She's the hormone whisperer. I am. I've tricked my body into thinking it's younger. I've tricked my body into thinking it's thinner. Spanx. And I'm telling you, no hot flashes, no mood swings in my sex drive. It's right back to where it was. Really? Hadn't heard. Where are you getting your information? You're taking medical advice from the woman who invented the thigh master? Damn right. Have you seen my thighs? <gasps> okay. okay, go ahead, laugh. It's working. By the time you ladies are 50, I'll be 35. So into the top two now in my list of the 10 worst films of the last 10 years. And at number two, it's another entry for Transformers director Michael Bay. 
When Pain and Gain came out, everyone said, you know, the interesting thing about it is that everyone's got an idea of what Michael Bay is because of those Transformer movies, because of the movies that he makes in which everything blows up and everything explodes and everything is absolutely hollow. But Pain and Gain is Michael Bay's independent movie. Pain and Gain is the movie in which Michael Bay looks inside. Pain and Gain is the movie in which Michael Bay shows us his soul. And yes, he does. And I'd like him to put it away again, because I found looking at Michael Bay's soul through the lens of pain and gain even more excruciatingly terrifying and upsetting than watching those Transformers movies. That said, Michael Bay has recently redeemed himself in my eyes by producing A Quiet Place, which is a really brilliant movie, the sequel to which arrives in 2020, and demonstrates that he does know the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. Michael, if you're listening, and I know you're not, Pain and Gain is a terrible movie, and you and I both know it, but A Quiet Place is a brilliant movie, and for that, I forgive you. Almost. All of my heroes are self-made. Rocky, Scarface, all the guys from The Godfather, they all started out with nothing and built their way to perfection. The way to prove yourself is to better yourself. That's the American dream. I have no sympathy for people who squander their gifts. It's sickening. It's worse than sickening. It's unpatriotic. Greatest day of my life. Which brings me to the number one spot, and it's a clear runaway winner. There was nothing to touch it. In my list of the worst 10 films of the last 10 years, the cherry on the cake is clearly Entourage. Again, when I first reviewed this movie, I completely lost the plot. I went into a huge rant about the fact that it's a film that attempts to encourage us to like and embrace the values of a group of superannuated adolescents whom I would cross the road to avoid. The strange thing about Entourage is, in the years since I saw it, none of that anger has abated. It's a film that offends me on a moral level. It wasn't just that I didn't like it, and I didn't like it. It wasn't just that it didn't entertain me, and it didn't entertain me. It wasn't just that it didn't make me laugh, and boy, it didn't make me laugh. It's that I actually think the world was made worse and more ugly by its existence. In fact, it's the film version of Donald Trump. If only you could impeach a movie. You're upset. Upset? He means angry. This is the third time that you've come to me for more money. All right, listen. I was talking to Vince, Eric. See, I know they didn't teach you about budgets in spaghetti and meatballs class. Vinny has been on sets before, so I expected more from him. I told you he was going to yell at me. Yeah, but he's yelling about me. What'd you spend the money on anyway? I mean, I know it wasn't on turtle and craft services. You like the new spelled frame, huh? You look like Karen Carpenter. What did I tell you when I gave you $100 million? What did we tell you? You agreed to not go over. We told you it wasn't enough. But you agreed to not go over. Because you said I couldn't direct unless we agreed. It's like when a girl asks if you want to bang her hot sister. Of course you say no. Neither of you really believes you mean it, though. What is he doing here? So there we are, my rundown of the top 10 worst films of the last 10 years. Just to recap, at number 10, Cats, currently playing in a cinema near you. At number 9, Run For Your Wife. At number 8, Pirates of the Caribbean, Salazar's Revenge, a.k.a. Dead Men Tell No Tales. At number 7, Transformers, Age of Extinction. At 6, Gods of Egypt. At 5, Wolves at the Door. At 4, Jean-Luc Godard's film Socialisme. At 3, Sex and the City 2. At number two, Pain and Gain. And at the number one spot, completely unassailable, Entourage. I'm sure there's some films in there that you like and some appalling omissions. Why not let me know what they are? You can get in touch with me at Kermode Movie on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts are. 
Thanks for listening to this Kermit on Film podcast. If you missed the previous list of my top 10 favourite films of the last 10 years, it's still available to download now. And if you'd like a version of this podcast without adverts and with some exclusive video extras, then why not visit our Patreon page? Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Keep watching the skies. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.